0: What's so funny? Why, Friday Follies, of course, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. <laughs> the following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Ah, evening there, boyo. Oh. Good evening, Captain. And how are you this fine night? I see you're out on deck. I sure am. Uh, You sure are. And it's night, isn't it? Yep. And we're out in a boat on the ocean. Yeah, we sure are. It's pretty plain why they call you Captain Obvious. Indeed they do. So tell me there, Jimmy lad. Uh, my name is Craig. Why do you keep calling me Jim? Why, everybody on my ship is named Jim. We're all honorary Jims here. That's why the ship is called the Ship of Honorary Jims. Oh, well, that explains it. I was thinking the Ship of Honorary Jims was about the weirdest name I'd ever heard for a boat. And now? Well, I still think it's the weirdest name I've ever heard for a ship, just for a completely different reason. Fine, fine there, Jimmy boy. Tell me, have you ever seen a more beautiful night at sea... Yeah, actually, I have. Back in 1996, I remember one time I was out on a merchant marine fleet, and there was this one night. That was a rhetorical question, there, Jim. Oh, sorry, I didn't quite realize that we had. Uh, and have you ever been asked a finer rhetorical question than that, there, Jimmy boy? Uh, was I supposed to? End yes, up? indeed. Oh, beautiful Never mind. night! The stars shining out between the clouds. There, uh-huh. the moon peeking through and lighting up the waves. Yeah. The salt air blowing in my face. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Seagulls circling the ship right in our wake and yeah. occasionally setting down on the mushroomy thing. On the what? The mushroomy thing. What? Look, over there. Where? Down there on the starboard side. Right uh, there right there by the side there. The, yeah. the thing with the rope on it. The capstan? Yeah, whatever it's called. That that thing there that with the rope on it. That's I call it the mushroomy thing. The birds like to land on it. Okay. You know, Jim, I remember it was a night just like this. Yeah. I was just a wee lad about your age. Thirty-one? Sorry. Yes, it was a night exactly like this one. Okay. Stars out, just a few wispy clouds in the sky. Yeah. The moon glittering on the waves. That's when it happened. What? The birds were landing on the mushroomy thing that night, too. Oh. That's not the strangest Uh. thing that happened, though. Yes, it was on that very night. Uh Mm-hmm. I was looking off the front of the boat. The bow? Yes, the bow. Mm -hmm. I was looking off the bow of the boat, and I could just see it there on the horizon. The moon, I thought it was playing tricks on the waves of the ocean. But I saw a ghostly apparition. It was the shape of a ship with a tattered sail. Just for a second there I saw it. And all about the rails and the rigging of the mast... I saw the shape of strange, tattered figures. Skeletal. Ghostly. The moonlight shimmering through their desiccated forms. They were sailors. Lost at sea in some ghostly ship. Hmm. That sunk in the very harbor. Really? Told my captain at the time. Hmm. And he said, Jim. Jim. Oh, of course. If you listen closely... You can hear their voices on the wind, crying, crying for the port they'll never reach. Can you hear them, lad? Me? Yes, you. Of course you. Uh, Who else am I talking to uh, here? Can you hear the sounds uh, of uh, them, lad? The uh, sounds of those poor lost sailors, drift at sea, ghostly forms, forced uh, to forever, eternally wander in search of a home they'll never find. Can you hear their calls, lad? No. Well, neither could I. <sighs> Until that very night. Oh, God. Yes, their ship. It came right up to ours. It, it suddenly appeared right next to ours, right out of the fog. You said it was a clear night. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Did not? You did. You said it was a night just like this one. There's no fog yeah. out. It's perfectly clear. Look, I'll tell the old seafaring stories here, all right, Jimmy lad? Fine. I'll keep it to yourself. Shh. It came out of the fog right next to ours. Uh-huh. And I could see them. Their ship came right up to us, and I could see right through them. Right there on the deck, there they were—the dead crew, the skeletal, desiccated remains. It was horrible. Horrible, mm-hmm. empty eye sockets staring back at me. Little crabs crawling in and out of their mouths and across their heads. Real crabs? Well, yeah, of course they were real crabs. How can real crabs I, crawl around on ghosts? Uh, well, I—well, maybe they were ghost crabs. All right, ghost crabs. Yes, ghost crabs. They, they probably drowned with the sailors. Crabs don't uh, drown. Look, no, It's not important. All right? Just listen to the rest of the story, will ya? Okay, okay. It'll explain itself in the end. If you say so. So anyway, their ship pulled up right next to ours. Mm-hmm. And there I stood face to face with an entire crew of ghosts. Yeah. And they stepped aside, and the captain of the ship himself came up to me. Mm-hmm. And he said, Young seafaring man, what be your name? And I said, my name is Jim, because, yeah. you know, yes. the ship was called the uh, Ship of Honorary Jim. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, ship yeah, yeah. Of, the Ship yeah. of Honorary Jim. All, all right, right, all right, fine. I was just making sure you were following me. Anyway, the captain himself said, young seafarer Jim, we are pirates doomed to wander these seas until we find our home port. I said, what be that port doomed, captain? And he said, the port of Santa Maria. And I said, really? And he said, yes. And I said, really? And he said, yes, again. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. I said, you really can't find yeah, Santa I Maria? Yeah, and I he it. said, yeah, yeah, I got right, it. Fine. I got it. Anyway, I said, Santa Maria be the part you're looking for. And the captain said, indeed. indeed. And I said, well, we just came from there. If you follow our wake back this way, just follow the wake. For about 10 minutes, you'll see the lights of Santa Maria. You can't miss it. It's right there. And he said, really? And I said, yes. And he said, really? Get okay, on with yes. it. Anyway, they disappeared right back into the fog. ...and followed our wake backwards. And they were never seen by anyone else ever again. Was there a point to that story? None I can recall. Well, of course not. Well, I just thought I'd come up here and give you a little seafaring and company... ...and bother you for a little while while you're up here on deck. And if you don't mind, I think I'll wander around deck some more... ...and maybe find someone else to annoy. Good luck. Yes. I think I saw someone over there by the back of the boat. The stern? Ah, yes, that's what it's called, right. Well, anyway, I'm off. So long there, Jimmy boy, and keep your eyes open for those wily spirits. (laughs) I will, thanks. (laughs) They told me back at the port they said you're going out with Captain Jim. That might not be such a. What? What? Young Jim! I am the ghost of... Oh, screw this, all right? I have had it up to here with all this crap. I am going downstairs to my bunk, and you can do the friggin' introduction by yourself. Wait, uh, um... Uh... Uh... Oh, I am the ghost of... November 10th, 2005. You're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by... And welcome back aboard the USS Technical Difficulties. I am your Captain Kyan Chris Conroy. I hope you have a pleasant cruise. Stay aboard our ship. Ah, listen to that beautiful ocean. The salt air spraying in my face, getting in my eyes, making them sting. Making my nipples hurt. That's whatever happened whenever I was swimming in the ocean. My nipples would sting after a while. Maybe it was just the jellyfish and they were attracted to them. I don't know. Anyway, welcome back to the program. You are indeed listening to Technical Difficulties. I'm your host, kind Chris Connery, as I just said, and this is my comedy show. And I've got some brand new material for you this week, so without further ado, let's dive straight into the material right after this. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Geek Feet Winterweight Sandals for the Fashion Unconscious. Yes, whether you're a Unix administrator, a home brewer, or someone who just likes to go to late-season Renaissance festivals, or some combination of the above, Geek Feet has the open-toe sandal for you. And remember, Geek Feet footwear are absolutely foolproof. They come in one variety because, let's face it, you're going to look silly wearing sandals in winter no matter what you're dressed like. That's Geek Feet Winterweight Sandals. At least your toes won't overheat. Welcome back to Focus Point. I'm your host, Slip Zipley. J.K. Rowling is one of the richest authors in the entire world with her famous Harry Potter series. The books have proven staggeringly popular among both old and young readers alike. The multi-part fantasy series about a young boy studying witchcraft in a school somewhere in England has been credited with almost single-handedly inspiring a firestorm of literacy among our youth. And while most people consider it a harmless fantasy, there are those who consider Ms. Rowling's work to have a much darker intention. Is author J.K. Rowling part of an international conspiracy of Satanists, occultists, and witches who have set designs upon our children? A diabolical plot to turn our future generations over into the hands of Lucifer, the Horned One, Beelzebub. The answer is no. Not even hardly. But that piece of reality didn't stop our next guest from writing an entire book on the subject. In me with the studio tonight is Dr. Martin Gibbets, author of the new book, The Harry Potter Code. Hello, Zip. It's good to be here. Welcome. Now, Dr. Gibbets, let's get down to business. Why did you write this book? Well, Zip, I wrote this book for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, I had a conversion to Christianity. Second, I saw just how darned many copies of the Harry Potter books had sold and realized I could make a lot of money riding on their coattails. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't a lot of Christian books uh, anti-Harry Potter books? Why, yes. Approximately 60% of all books published from Christian booksellers are, in fact, anti-Harry Potter books. So you're part of a developing field, then. Indeed, I am. Well, Doctor, what exactly are your qualifications, and what makes you an expert on the occult? Well, that before I stopped being a pagan, hmm. I was steeped in the occult ...myself and a regular practitioner of this dark art. Ah, I read my horoscope daily. Yes. That's about it, really, but I figure that does make me uh, pretty well-versed on the subject of the occult. Hmm. Now, I understand you say there is a code built into the Harry Potter books. Yes, if you skip every fifth word in the Harry Potter books while reading, starting from page one, and then simply write all those words down, it will unveil Satan's master plan right in front of you. A very fascinating premise, Doctor. We tried that ourselves with page 240 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and this is what we came up with. Hermione sped later past you think quiz a quill drops skive's sweet frog jars skip skimmer woe jost ghost broom cat handle less trevor not percy spill A satanic riddle, Alistair Crowley himself couldn't have put it better. Well, as for the rest of the book, it details the account of your conversion to Christianity from the occult... And it also goes on to explain a large, giant international conspiracy of Satanists. That's correct. A plot involving Billy Graham, the Clintons, Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson, Peter Jackson, Paris Hilton, Willie Ames, Scott Baio, the entire cast of Charles in Charge, actually, and a host of other celebrities and non-celebrities across the board. My question for you, Dr. Gibbets, is where exactly did you get the information for this book? Well, I get it where all Christian authors get their information from. I pulled it right out of my own ass. I see. Well, any reason we should believe any of this claptrap? Well, there are my qualifications. As I pointed out before, I was the head of a coven of 75,000 witches. You said you just read your horoscope. Well, same thing, really. Anything else? Well, I once shot a man in Reno, just to watch him die. And how did that work out for you? I missed. I see. Well, we'll be right back after this message. Hi. Are you looking for a safe environment in which to raise your children? Free from the concerns and cares of urban living? Then we recommend that you try moving to Charlestown Heights. We're a private, upscale, gated community just outside the suburban limits. Here, surrounded by a pleasantly painted wall mounted with razor wire and machine gun nests, our modern planned gated community is just the sort of place that you can raise your children in absolute assurance that they won't be exposed to anything you would object to which, as we know in this case, is non-white people who earn under a certain income bracket. So remember, Charlestown Heights. Because it's the the right place to live. I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Don't worry, we didn't get that on the tape. Oh, good. Well, welcome back to our office, Mr. and Mrs. Burtz. And I'd like you to know that I have the plans that we've developed for your new home right here. And you'll be happy to know this floor plan of all three levels of your new home designed personally by me oh, so great. should I give you a little walking tour through the place I think we can do that can't we Shirley? <laughs> oh I would love to please please just just start uh, show, us, show us what our new home going to be like well I obviously of course this is just a floor plan of the home with the architectural designs and such but I've got a few elements here and I'm going to try and spell it out for you and paint a little mental picture of what your brand new home is going to be like so just bear with me for a moment will yeah, oh, of course oh, oh, I can't wait okay now imagine this mm-hmm. you come to this ah. beautiful three stories structure up a stone uh-huh. cobblestone path. Yeah, you get up to the front door, it's a double-hung oak door. Ooh. Open it up, and you'll notice the detailing on the door. includes hand carvings. Oh my. Mm. look at mm. A beautiful, beautiful wrought iron uh, doorknob mm. here. Yes. And then right here, you'll notice here on the a- architectural design, you'll see beautiful hand-painted glass Ooh. in the, all of the door pane windows. Oh that door opens goodness. up into a north-facing room. Mm. Now, to the west, you'll see a fireplace. Mm. Fireplace is completely covered with oh. Italian marble. Mm. Uh, and on either oh side of this my. fireplace, Place. Yes. There will be two stone griffins, oh, beautiful stone oh, griffins that those. were made in Mexico, I believe. Mm-hmm, and Mexico. here they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? That's very very good. Beautiful. Now, beautiful. to the north of that, as you're facing the fireplace, okay. you turn and you're, enter into the dining room. Mm-hmm. You'll see right in front of you in the dining room. <sighs> there's oh. a beautiful hand-carved oaken table. Oh Surrounding it are eight, again, hand-carved chairs, all of these from Peru. Mm. Oh. On the beautiful walls there, to the, to the right on the wall, you will see a tapestry, mm-hmm. a tapestry mm-hmm. depicting uh. medieval oh. scenes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, and to the left, you will see a beautiful pair of mostly glass doors. Oh. Now, these oh, doors good. open out onto yeah. the patio. Ah. Now, as you're looking at the doors, suddenly yeah. they burst open and uh. six heavily armed orcs charge into the room. Roll for surprise. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Here, here. Take huh? this, quick, quick, quick. I, take this. Take this. It's it's a twenty-sided die. Now, quick. Give it a roll. Four. Okay, they got the element of surprise on you. Now there's three of them have broadswords, and the last one has an axe. Now the other two are archers. They've taken their positions, back on the patio, and they're going to start firing arrows right into you. You got to quickly make a move now. Quick, uh, you're going to have to make a saving throw to see if you get out of the way of the arrows before uh, the other I, four I, reach you. I, I, I so, don't understand. What? what I don't. What, um, what do you mean? You got to roll against a challenge rating of ten. See a twenty sided die. Just roll against it. You know, roll against it like that. You got to roll the dice. Okay, L- uh, let me see your character sheet. Hold sheets it. Hold play. it. Hold it. I know what's going uh, on here. Uh-huh. You're a D and D nerd, aren't you? Uh, no. Don't lie to I, me. Me and my teammates in the wrestling uh, squad used to take little dweebs like uh, you and uh, stuff you in the garbage can and leave you in lockers all night uh, long, you with your thick glasses and your weedy physique no. and your polyhedral dice. No, no, no. no. It's, it's really, it's not what you think, I swear. <laughs> Skipped the prom so you could stay home and slay ogres with your plus two broadsword no. while the jocks went out and got laid uh, that night. Got laid and got drunk and we went on to successful jobs running major corporations sh- and being the bastards of the world cleaning up, and here you are. Shut up! Mr. Brain selling me my dream house where you get to go home to what? <sighs> a little two-bedroom apartment for yourself? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! Pathetic, right, Shirley? Uh, wait, wait. Are you telling me that you went to all this trouble to design our house just so you could surreptitiously drag us into a uh, game of Dungeons & Dragons? Yes. I'm, I'm very sorry, but it's true. I... I designed this floor plan sort of based on a dungeon that I made in my Dungeons and Dragons. I (laughs) I can't believe this. I mean, I think I've spent my whole life looking Uh. for someone like you. Really? What? Shirley, what are you talking about? A slavish devotion to things that are intellectual and brainy uh, and fantastic. I've uh, looked for someone involved with things like that for uh, years. uh, Shirley, have you lost your mind? For God's sake, woman, you're a supermodel. I'm a supermodel who's sick and tired of dealing with thick, meat-headed jocks like you. What? To think all those years I wasted with you uh, talking about sports uh, and going to games and high-powered business lunches when I could have been out gallivanting in the woods. Woods? With parties of half-orc and half-elf rangers I, what, fighting sure, off hordes of goblins. Shirley! What's your name again? It's Jeffrey. Tell me, Jeffrey, do you uh, know the 3.5 rules? Uh, Why, what? yes, I, I know them by heart. And do you roll up your characters or do you build them? I, I build them. I like to have my hand in my own well, creation. Well, I've got a great surely idea, stop Jeffrey. This. Why don't you continue giving me a guide of my new little dream castle? Certainly. Castle? Would you like me to show you where I put the outer porcullis? Oh, take me now! Right Uh, here! What? Right on the desk! (laughs) Shirley! (laughs) Shirley, stop this! No! No, for God's sake, Shirley! No! No, no! Not for the DMD there! No! Shirley! And they made love right there on the floor plan of a brand new home for an entire hour. An hour, you say, huh? Yeah, it was like some kind of animal or something. I've only been able to go for three or four minutes at a time. Yeah, my pastor at church tells me that D&D players Mm. are all possessed by demons. It gives them supernatural strength. Well, you go ahead and tell your pastor I believe every word he says. And then to make matters worse, he gave her an, an orgasm. The real deal, huh? Yes, it didn't occur to me until just then she'd been faking it all those years. Really? How could you tell? Well, for one thing, she started screaming his name over and over again and digging her fingernails into his back instead of looking up and reading the script off the ceiling and the piece of oak tag she'd taped over our bed. Eh, women are vindictive that way, I suppose. Some nerd comes along, gives her an orgasm, stimulates her brain, you know... They'll throw you over in a second like that. My God, is this a pain you can never get over? Losing a beautiful wife, a girlfriend to a geek? Yeah, not easily. Mm. Wasn't easy for me. I'm still not over it. You lost your girlfriend to a geek? Actually, it was my second wife. She threw me over for a Unix programmer whose hobby was brewing mead and selling at the Renaissance Festival every year. My God, how did you deal with it? I got myself a hobby. Doing what? Seething in a cauldron of resentment and self-hatred fueled by alcohol. Does it help? Not in the slightest, but uh, it gives me something to do in the meantime. Mind if I join you? Not at all. Misery loves company. You start seething and I'll get us a couple of drinks. Right-o! Ooh! Uh, you're you're forcing it. Oh. You're forcing it. Sorry. Thank you once again for listening to Technical Difficulties with me, Guy and Chris Conroy. Uh, hopefully next week I'll have that special feature of the uh, Negative Land slash Over the Edge documentary done. I'll be working on that all, uh, all week long here. And uh, we're going right through November. Things are cooling off around the Twin Cities and uh, like that. I'd like to encourage you to go over and listen to my wife Susan Grandy's podcast. Uncomfortable Questions with host Susan Grandes at sugrandys.libsyn.com or go over to the iTunes section and look up Uncomfortable Questions. In fact, just type in Uncomfortable Question Podcast and you'll find it. And I also recommend Strange Brain Radio with Rusty Bender. Head on over to nosewatertokyo.com for your cool Japanese gifts and uh, check out Channel Surfing Wipeout, chansurfwipe.libsyn.com. Uh, for our uh for our video podcast which will be going up as usual sometime this weekend. I'd also like to give a shout out to Puke, a regular uh emailer who is being shipped off to Iraq soon. And uh stay well over there my friend. Stay well and stay strong. And uh the like um I'm going to start reading some emails over the over the wire starting next week and I'm going to start adding some new features I keep threatening that but uh, this coming next week I think I'm actually going to start pouncing on it just because say feel an urge to mix things up a little bit. Uh, but until then, I'll be writing away at the comedy. I've actually got notes for next week, too, and everything. Hoo-hoo! So I'll actually have like a planned out show if I can help it. In any event, thanks for listening, and I'll be back next week. Oh, yes, and speaking of emails, that's techdiff at tcinternet.net, or you can head over to techdiff.com and leave a comment on my blog page. Also, check out any links and show notes stuff there. I guess that's it. Bye. So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle, wherever you get your podcasts. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.